When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Unchained with Patrick Roycey and their mind this Monday. Well, uh, actually, your uh, partner and my former partner, Mackie, brought this up Friday, and I've been thinking about it. Joe Maurer had a way to hit, and in fact, if you saw the videos of uh, if you saw the videos that they put on the scoreboard uh, at uh, Saturday night's uh, ceremony, uh, you could see the swing. Right yep. when he's a nine-year-old kid, uh, he's not pulling the ball; he's hitting it where it's pitched. And but Phil was asking if he came up in the launch angle era, you know. And you're six foot, he became six foot five. He kept getting bigger. He was still growing when he came to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Six foot five, 235, 240. Would have they convinced Joe that 350 didn't matter? That they wanted him to hit 275 and hit home runs? And it's, uh, it's an interesting, you know, it would be nice to go deep with him on that, but of course Joe wouldn't go deep on it because Joe's going to well, my career worked. Joe would tell you my oh, career right. worked out pretty well. Yeah, I did fine. But it's it's it is an interesting prep, uh, uh, you know, proposition, isn't it? Whether he would have uh, hit a hit a hit differently. So because he could have hit differently. Would that have depended then basically on who had gotten hold of him when, right? Yes. Yeah. So if yeah. the old man, if the old man had said, "Hey, Joe, launch angles the thing," yeah. Well, maybe not before the old man, but it, what I'm it saying, probably would have had to, now. It probably would have had to been uh, right out of Cretan High School. It would have been probably had to been right when they got him, and uh, you know, a, where, where was? Did he go to Elizabethton? Immediately? Yes, that's where yeah, he went to. He did. Yep. But I mean, here's the thing: uh, he was hitting 350 and lots of doubles right off the bat, so. You know who who would have changed him from those the 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 brief time he had in the minor leagues he was like a machine right so he he became less of a power hitter as far as doubles were concerned it's, I mean he hit a lot of doubles but those those ringing doubles to left center were not as frequent later in his career after he got banged up some. So I, I don't know if anybody would have changed him, but he certainly could have been Max Kepler. Right? Oh, absolutely. You know, he could have been Max. With an he adjustment? Was, yeah. yeah, with an adjustment. And, you know, I like 
I liked the 350 Joe. That was just fine with me, the 330 Joe. But uh, it, it would have been interesting uh, if, if uh, you know, right now, do we even know what Kepler's hitting? No. Yeah, I think I looked I at it you. like load 270. We don't even look. No. You know, we think we're, we think Cruz and Crone are having great years. And uh, Crone, the other day I looked, he was a little over 270, and then he didn't have a great weekend. Cruz is, what? Two fifty-five. Two. I honestly, I never care. look at average it, it, anymore. It is an amazing. Thing. I look at home runs. It is I look an at amazing change produced. in baseball. Yeah, that we don't know what a guy's hitting anymore. Do you we buy just that? See if he hit home runs. So it, when people devalue that and say if average doesn't matter now, do you buy that? Do you think that they're goofy? Well, I no, no. I, I you know, obviously, what they're doing is is uh, working, working. I, I don't. I don't like it, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm certainly not saying this isn't an effective way to, you know, to score runs, which is what the object is. But uh, you know, I, I I'm still convinced that fifty percent of its approach and fifty percent of its the baseball that yeah. makes this so successful. Absolutely. If if. If forty percent of the balls you're seeing flying out of the ballpark were outs, would we be in, as in love with it as we are now? No. You know, if they were fly balls well, that were being caught, you know, they changed the, the ball at Triple A. Yes, and look and what's happened. Twice as many home runs. Yeah, it, it was. I don't know if it's still that, but early. But here's the problem now. People are wondering because it. You know, a month ago we were saying, "What happens when it gets warm?" Well. We've seen it all over baseball. It got warm in Colorado, and they scored 92 runs in four games. Colorado's going to be absolutely outlandish now. I mean, it's always been a little... You know know what? I think this modern baseball, this titleist they're hitting, is is immune to humidors. Yes. I I think it it has such a hard shell on it that... They got such a hard shell on the baseball, the humidor can't can't have any effect on it. It, it is amazing that the game is, uh, you know, we had full houses over here uh, this, you know, the last weekend, and uh, uh, that's certainly great because unexpected success. And if you went to the game Friday night, you can't wait to come back, right? It was great. 2 0, 221. If you went to the game yesterday, Sunday, you're never going to another baseball game as long as you live. We hit four hours exactly. Four hours exactly, and it only seemed longer. Yes. Yeah. 202 pitches for the winning team. 202 in nine innings. The problem is, is you've got the, the offense, which baseball wants, the home runs, yeah. which are getting ridiculous, but the other problem is. A lot of these teams, Pat. Once you get into their bullpen, they don't. They're awful. Oh, these bullpens are. We saw two Seattle and Kansas City now, which yeah. a couple of years ago had a great bullpen. They're absolutely atrocious. And guess what? The Twins are right in the same category. Yeah, Twins are. I mean, Seattle's bullpen is a bigger mess than Kansas City's. But here's the thing about the Twins bullpen. Uh, everybody talks about velocity, right? There's all these hard throwers out of the bullpen. Uh, blah. That's why strikeouts are so high. They got, they had more hard throwers when they had Sam Duduna in the bullpen. They the the one hard thrower. Well, Rogers throws you know for a lefty ninety six ninety seven, but 
when he wants to. But we don't envision him as a hard thrower, right? Uh, they got no arms in that bullpen. They got no lightning in that bullpen at all. The one guy they tried, Romero, uh, came Ooh. up, came <laughs> up, and uh, what happened uh, there? For want of a better word, he pooped his pants and had to go back to the minor leagues. Yeah, for a, he didn't get an out, right? No, two walks, no. two hits. No, he is complete. I have no idea what's happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with Romero, it's, but yes, you're right. There's Outside no of Rogers, no, you're right. There's no velocity, and uh, you know it's going to be interesting. You got Lewis Thorpe; he throws pretty good, but he's a starter. This popping kid from Harvard, he apparently has some uh, life on his fastball. Little guy, uh, and he's a Triple A now. But you know the the Twins are not the. Uh, you know, the replica of what we say bullpens are today because they don't have any live arms at all except for Rogers. And Parker now can be used, as we saw, was that on Friday. And uh, Rocco, God bless him, tried to tell us that Blake Parker is, you know, Cy Young out of the bullpen. But Parker, if you, I guess if you use him to get the right outs, it's it can work, but he can't be relied upon. I have often said that uh, the biggest mistake I made was just to uh, become a columnist in 79 instead of keep covering baseball because I could have just focused on baseball and not have to write all this other nonsense. I would have never had to meet half these Vikings that I met. You know, it would have been great. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't have had to, uh, you know, go over and... But uh, if I would have run into Rocco and I was a beat guy, I'd stab myself in the eye with a pencil. <laughs> That would be very ear. painful. You know what? I, I He's come, the worst. I come, Sunday. I come with Sunday, answers for once you, again. I've got an answer for you. Sunday, they play rotten in the field. Oh, no. They leave 65 no. guys on base. They're terrible. And he thought they had good at bats. You, you didn't watch the same game that I did because when I, Rocco told me about it, it was, uh, uh, yeah, we're a little frustrated. Uh, but I've got the answer for you. What? I found out why. Why? Audra Martin, God bless her of all people, was trying to get Rocco on Sunday before the game to talk about Father's Day. Did you talk mm-hmm. to your dad? Who he said yes. He was cleaning the pool. I called him and said hi. And then she asked him, "Did he give? Does he provide advice?" And he said, "Absolutely. Every day he calls." And then he went into unprompted details about his father. His father, very demanding, did not want Rocco to play any sport aside from baseball. And Rocco loved volleyball and all these yeah, yeah was a other very sports. Good volleyball player. Dad, though, dad was very demanding, and dad sounded like a big-time disciplinarian. Rocco is, in life, this is the answer, has decided he ain't going to be dad. Really? Yeah. Okay. He that, he went into detail about well, his dad's kind of a character. I talked to him. Right, but you know, dad's an old school guy. Yeah, right. And dad, I guess dad wanted him to play baseball. I think it's more the player, you know, you know, more the fact that he was a player. He probably. Uh, you know, maybe he was uh, very vulnerable to uh, criticism. You know, yeah. they, maybe he had teammates who just really he thought went in a shell when they got criticized. And uh, I, I can't even remember who was who was his manager before Madden. Who? Oh, Pinella. He's probably did, did he have Pinella? I don't. You know, I don't know that for sure. But if he had Pinella, he's like the opposite. Yes, because Pinella would. But all of there. these people who Samella, he saw, yeah, Pinella would sit in there with three days of, that he hadn't shaved when he went to Tampa, and uh, but Lou would have know. been 
you know, great to cover, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah, he'd say anything. But I think a guy like that looks at his old man, he looks at guys like Pinnell, and he thinks, I ain't going to be like that. Yeah, now I'm not sure, now I shouldn't say this, because I'm not sure he played with Pinnell, but but he's the opposite of what Pinnell was, that's for sure. Well, anyway, what made me love baseball was Gene Mock and... Earl Weaver, and, and that ain't Rocco. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. When we are told that Miguel Sano has been fabulous in the field or whatever yes. he said about Miguel yeah. Sano, who booted another ball yesterday. And uh, he's been fabulous in the field. But I don't know. When you leave on 15, when you have the bases loaded four times and score one run, uh, I think you should say, yeah, we sure could have used the clutch hit. Yeah, what, what's your uh, opinion on the fielding of late, too? You know, that's, the, the, oh, that's ten I, I've been saying games. that. The uh, I was talking to Manny about this. They did not last week uh, that six game, the first six games of the homestand. Now they got a real team in town, Boston, which is starting to play well. But uh, they didn't play well. They were four and two. Now Friday night was a nice, crisp, good game. But the other night they kicked it all over the place. That game that they made five errors and handed that game to. Uh, Seattle, right? Seattle. Yeah, yep. Seattle on Wednesday. Yeah. They made and, five. Uh, yeah, they played bad. They they didn't get clutch hits and they were sh- shoddy in the field. And uh, I I think uh, I think the bats are cooling off too. I think they're they're uh, they're this you know and this is going to happen. So the fact that they were able to go four and two playing lousy is uh, pretty good. But it was I was very impressed how the fans come charging back came charging back. Uh, unexpected success can't beat it, especially in baseball. That was, and as you said before, Friday was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. But and, and you pointed, I think, when when sitting by me in the press box to the scoreboard at one point, and we're exactly right. You know that they showed some young some young adults with yeah, beers, young adults, and that's young. that's what they had. Yes, across the board, were desiring and and really had I started think to lose. They showed uh, they showed us some. Uh, uh, highlights from the catch. Yep. And there were some good catches out there in the, uh, and who, who young ladies who seemed to be overserved and yes. having a good time and boogieing and not sure if they were in a baseball game or what, but they were having fun. And that's the crowd that they didn't have for that. They didn't have that crowd to the point you wondered if they lost them completely, if they wouldn't come back. So, you know, that's, uh, now if you showed up Sunday, God love you. You're gonna have a if you brought the kids, if you brought the, oh, the if left. you brought the eight year old, them, if you brought left. the eight year old and the five year old, yeah. you only missed two and a half hours of baseball. So yeah, anyway, a lot of them on Sunday, I, I can confirm by about the mm-hmm. uh, eighth or so, Patrick were long gone. I uh, I you know I I know one thing, Joe Maurer, God love him, I'm sure he's got a big yard. But he can't throw a Maurer family picnic, can he? No, he'd have to rent the he'd have to rent the XL Energy. He'd have to use the Lake Minnetonka house, the St. Paul estate, <laughs> yes, and like have right. a have a satellite Man, hookup a or something. I didn't know there were that many of them because you got the Tierneys there too. You got the good Irish Catholics who might, uh, might that might be a large brood too. So anyway, uh, good uh, you know Joe. They did a good job on the Joe ceremony. So. They do a good, really good job with the, mm-hmm. with that type of thing. How I about think... it not raining? Oh, I know. There was it started to. They weren't saying a hundred. They weren't saying eighty. They were saying it's going to rain. Yep, something happened. Yep. Not only that, they got the game in. So because it started to rain at the beginning of a ceremony, and I thought, okay, here it comes, and then it just stopped. 
But the uh, Twins, I give them credit. They do, when it comes to that type yeah. of thing, they do a really good job. And they like to have... Uh, who's going into their Hall of Fame this year? I can't even remember. Oh, boy. Um, I'll have to Johan look. last year, right? Yes, Johan was last, last year. year. Yeah. Yep, I'll have to look. Or Johan. Jonathan, look, if you have time. You know I would have had make a speech? Who's Johan. that? Would you? Yep. Johan, show, I let Johan show off his personality. Maybe he didn't want to do it, but Johan's one of the great characters this team's ever had, and we we and there wasn't that big a language barrier, you know. But he he hid behind that a little bit. Sure. But uh, but Johan, we've honored Johan, but I don't think we appreciate fully his presence because he was a character. You know, he was a fun guy and a. And a and a funny guy and uh, and a great athlete and all those things and I th- I think we should have done more than had Johan sitting there Just in the crowd. There. I mean Johan, why did they why did they go to the playoffs from why did they go to the playoffs uh, four times in in Johan's last six years? Because they were twenty games over five hundred when he pitched. When he started, mm-hmm. that's you know he was the reason they won more than anybody. So I actually made a case that he could be if they're going to put, and I, I don't think they will, but if they were going to put another former player's uh, retire his number, yeah. Johan yeah. could be it. I miss seven though. I said this on Twitter. I love seven. I hate to see seven. Go. Seven go. Seven's a great number. It's it's clean. Yep. You know, you just go zip zip. It's really you know what it means. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, and this is the truth, when I was in 1950, you know, when I was, they didn't, they didn't worry about counting as much. But hell, by the time I was five, I counted by sevens. Touchdown! A, <laughs> That's because touchdown you're good at extra math most touchdown extra point. Yeah, four seven fourteen twenty one twenty eight. Oop. And plus, and then if you saw twenty seven, you said they missed an extra point. <laughs> you know, right. you know. You're right. Yeah, uh, you know, I. I I learned to count by sevens. I hate to see seven go. Seven Mantle's number, number two. Huh? Mantle's. Yes. When you were a kid, well, you growing up watching Mantle. Yeah. Or well, the Yankees, adulthood. Hell, the Yankees, uh, you know, the Yankees got about seven left. <laughs> they, you know, I think every single like, digit's gone, right? Yes, I think they are. Yeah, they got With uh, Jeter got, being retired, I think that was every single digit. Dumbest thing in baseball history, and it might work out, but the Yankees getting Encarnacion. Why? I'll tell you why. why. I'll tell you why. Because they didn't want somebody else to get him. Well, that, but they also, I think, have have probably wisely f- figured out that you cannot have enough offense now. And if you got to win sixteen to fourteen, you win sixteen to fourteen. I would hate to be a lefty. They're getting Stanton back, back and Judge. They're back. getting Judge back, and they just got Encarnacion. Yeah, well, the guy they sent plus the guy they sent down, Clint Fraser, is going to get him a pitcher. Yes. You yep. Know, get, they're going to trade him. That'll, uh, they'll probably get Bauer with him and about but two I think, other guys. I think they're going to go get pitching, but they figure, what the hell, if we have to score 17 if runs I in the playoff the, game, we can. If I was the, uh, if I was Cleveland and wanted Bauer, they'd have to give me that uh, Tory. So. They'd have to give me the kid, that Glaber, the ooh, kid that they got from the ooh, I don't know Cubs. if they'd do that. Well, but you get Frazier back. With them. Hmm? I said, but you could certainly, you're right, get Frazier back for Bauer. Oh, and. Although I don't know Bauer. But you're going to get. Two, three other guys. Bauer's going to go with the big mark. Going to get big money. Yes, I mean Bauer's going to get a big reward. He's the one that uh, they're going to get. Uh, you're going to get plenty for him. Uh, Twins Hall of Fame is uh, uh, Jerry Bell, Joe Nathan. Oh, Joe Nathan. I don't think I'll be making the speech for Joe. I think I don't know if Joe and I are okay now or not. Did you guys have a 
bit of a I falling out. I remember that uh, when he gave in to A-Rod and wouldn't throw a strike and yeah. then threw that miserable pitch that A-Rod hit the train. Mm-hmm. I uh, criticized him to uh, some degree on that and brought it up a few times, as I have a lot to do later, and uh, he didn't take it well. In fact, <laughs> one of the few guys that call me at home. Really? But I will say he had Dustin to ask me if it was okay to call me at home. Okay, all right. Yeah, so it was, but yes, so it wasn't like he found, well, I, what, found my number. What well, did he say? I, I can't know. It was some cheap shot I took a year later. No, no, no. What did No, when he called oh, you I at home, he was, did he want an explanation for why you felt this way, which was yeah, apparently guess, obvious to me? Yeah, because he gave in, you know. He, yeah. And he didn't, come on, you're our guy. You're making all the money. Go after him. But I'm not saying I was right. I'm just saying that, uh, you know. it's uh, Who's called you at home? I think he's the only one, as far as a, uh, as uh, as as far as uh, a player, you know that that I didn't ask to call me at home or something like that. I can't remember. I, I don't think anybody else. I'm, I'm not sure. No executive. Maybe a coach or two. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say a coach or executive. Well, Michael Lynn called me at home once to thank me for making him turkey of the year he said it was about time he's the only guy that ever he's the only other guy that was grateful he said how you know i i belong on that list and i said you certainly do and, <laughs> and now uh, you know now uh, now enjoy yourself he's the only guy that took it in the proper sense no so that my appreciation for that is enormous because you know what mike lynn was a hundred percent right being yeah. Turkey of the Year <laughs> yeah. is a complete badge of honor. Yes, it is. It is. It's uh, Some people don't see it that way, though. That's for sure. So anyway, uh, the United States Open, uh, I spent a lot of the weekend. I, did, I didn't go to Joe's thing because I believe the weather people that it was going to rain. I didn't want to sit there and get into that mob and then have the game rained out. Mm-hmm. So I watched it on TV uh, loyally, and then yesterday I had to watch the U.S. Open. And uh, Gary, it, it's interesting to listen to golf commentary all quite a bit over the weekend because Fox is doing it, you know, and they don't do much. But every lie, you know, wherever the ball sits, it's oh, this is this lie. I don't know how the hell he's going to hit this ball. This lie is uh, it's it's brutal. You know, it, oh, rough. He's got no chance over there. Yesterday, somebody hit it in the trap, greenside bunker, and said, "Well, this ball's in the rake indentation." He made it sound like it was in a valley, in this valley of death. It was the rake indentation. Well, the rake indentation at Pebble Beach is like two millimeters, you know, maybe one millimeter. Yeah. But the rake, and so every, and then every, anytime anybody hits a decent shot out of what they perceive to be a bad lie, oh, you know, it's it's fantastic. And then, uh, but here's the deal: they grew a lot of rough at Pebble Beach, and traditionally. You know, if a guy hits it in that stuff, when they were back there in 2000, when Tiger was 12 under and the next best player was three over, and and the reason Tiger could get out of difficulty was he was hitting, at that year, he was hitting the ball 25 yards further than anybody. Mm-hmm. They're hitting these, you know, they hit it in the cabbage now in the, in the thick stuff, but they're hitting... 
you know, you don't have to get a lot of club on it to hit it 150 yards. It, they used to be, if they hit it in there, they were 220 and they were they were going to be punished. Right now they're. You know they're hitting nine irons out of there, 150 yards, 160 yards. It's a, uh, but they're they they're they're applying former standards to uh, to their commentary now instead of saying yes, but he's he's a hundred yards closer to the green than Jack was if he hit it in that crap. So anyway, it's uh, it was interesting to hear the uh, and the other thing was can Gary Woodland now Gary Woodland had a. Uh, track record of you know he was 0 for 7 when he had 54 holes he never won a masters but i mean never won a major right but he hits the ball out of this world and they're all saying oh you know he hit one bad shot no you know and they kept talking about how these these nerves he was feeling and the guy was walking around like he was playing 18 holes at uh, Meadowbrook or something. I mean, he was completely unflappable, and they tried to make it sound like he was about to, about to collapse in an emotional heap because this was his first uh, first Masters. So, so this was uh, uh, Joe Buck and who else? Joe Buck's okay. And Azinger, who's, you know, we all miss Johnny Miller, who oh, actually told the truth. It's fantastic. You know, it's Azinger, nice guy, but just all crap. Doesn't tell you anything. So anyway. Yeah, we had a Pebble Beach was, uh, but those scores were yeah they were low because for the, uh, the first day uh, was the green was the the greens were still soft, you know because of a lots of rain that in the spring so they couldn't get the greens as firm as they usually have them at that time of year and then there was no wind at all I don't think the wind blew all four days so that's one reason Pebble Pebble Beach uh, as they say can be had if if the wind's not blowing and wind didn't blow. The whole time, but they received still. It was okay, but now we have the uh, the women's golf tournament out here at uh, Hazeltine, and I don't know they have they have not managed to they they must have decided it was a tough sale, and they certainly have not promoted that like they uh, I thought they would. Have you you know not a lot of ads, not a lot of come on. Yeah, I've seen more obviously of late, but I didn't see that much in the no, walk up to well, it at all. Yeah, they probably it is what it is, and Hazeltine. You going out? Yeah, I, I'm supposed to be out there a couple of days, so it'll be, uh, uh, it'll it'll be uh, it probably you know. it probably corporate wise d- uh, does not help that the LPGA tournament is uh, two weeks dis- before the three. Yeah, exactly right. And Hollis is uh, <laughs> and as, Hollis, uh, Hollis as he's want to do is uh, promoted uh, the beat them beat them badly in the promotion game. So we'll uh, we'll see. But uh, and it, I, I think the fact that the Open was just on was. Gives us a little more, you know, little more. We got a couple of weeks now where it's baseball and golf before the Vikings go to training yeah. camp. Right? And you know what? There's nothing wrong Vikings with that. Vikings are done. People now. are complaining about things not. There's nothing wrong with baseball. No. no. And uh, golf, if you like it, is absolutely and, and fine. And by the way, uh, so we ended up mini camp, so now we're done for a month, basically. Yeah, done until let's start they training camp. They can't make them go, right? Uh, no, 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 they can't. I got to admit. They wish they could offensively, Pat, but they can't. I'm in a feud with Collar, by the way. Really? Yep. Collar tweeted out the other day, there's some good stuff here from Kirk Cousins. And I tweeted back, that'd be a first. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And he said, shut up and let me get my clicks, he said. You know what though? I was but, but at the press conference say, and cousins, cousins did, did try. Say I'm a five hundred he tried to show a well, little humility, right? They have somebody has gotten to him. 
Mm-hmm. And somebody has told him, Kirk, you've got to be a little bit more. The the younger generation calls it self-aware. I don't know what you yeah. term that. But they have, they're have they definitely trying to polish the act up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But but as I told Collar, Pat, how many times have we seen this in, in the offseason? In June from a football player, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I have either found God or I've found uh, a, a new way of life or, or I get it now. And then in November, it's all gone back to where it was. Mm-hmm. We've well, all written yeah, the story. Yeah, you know, no, the real We've test. We've talked about that. The real test comes if you get beat at home by somebody you're supposed to. Yes, you're supposed to beat, and you are asked to take responsibility for it. Correct. If you do it, if you do it, you know, on the surface, but you know, don't actually answer questions. You know, it's not like, you know, it's like Flex saying. Uh, it's all on me, and then telling us twelve reasons why it's not all on on me, right? Yeah, yeah. That it's it's all on me. I take responsibility. It's year zero. Okay, yeah. you know that's uh, you know we'll see if cousins. Can, it's all me, but it's really cousins, not my fault. So. You know we played like uh, we played great. The defense played great. Uh, the receivers were open, and I screwed. Here's what I want to say. I see. screwed up. If he loses to Washington on Thursday night at home, his old club, mm-hmm. if he gets up to the podium and says, you know what, I'm still a 500 quarterback and I, <laughs> and I should be being paid, then I'm going to say, Kirk, yeah. that's great. Yeah, you're not going to see that. No, you're not. Uh, you're going to see, you know, I mean, so-and-so we, wrong. We, you know, how long would we waited to hear that from Brett Favre? Oh, but he was masterful at it. He was masterful at taking no responsibility. No, oh, God, everyone was at, should the groundskeeper have done a better job of the field? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, on that pass, uh, Javon tripped a little bit on the 35-yard line. Was that but, the... Yeah, but I still should have. I should have. Yeah, well, my favorite is the, is the quote after he threw six. Six interceptions. Like early, yeah, early yeah against the Rams. He says, heck, I could have thrown eight. <laughs> you know? Oh, he yeah. was such a gift from the heavens. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the uh, questions. Yeah, Kirk is not. Learn the art of asking himself questions, has he? No, Kirk doesn't understand the correct way to ramble. Yes, right. Brett, yeah. Brett would Brett ramble. There's no interruption. You can't interrupt Brett. No, Brett to ask him a real question. I think what no. did the, what was the count? I think it was Craig that counted it. Maybe somebody else. One of his press conferences, he took eight questions and asked himself thirty-one. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I'm surprised he got up to eight taken. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it must have been one where he went for an hour. It might have been the one when he came back the second time. But you know why we loved him? Because he would offer up nuggets of information that the team didn't want out there that didn't pertain to him. Yes. But, you know, the injury report. Yeah. When the Vikings finally had to send a member of their training staff to the Favre press conference to see what he was going to reveal about injured players <laughs> that they hadn't revealed because they could have gotten fined for not having those guys on the injury report. I just saw Phil walking in here. L- Lodeholt's got a-, a cast on his left ankle. I don't know what's wrong there, but I don't know if he's going to play. <laughs> Shank's got a bad wrist he's been playing with for three weeks. Oh, my God, we didn't know any of this. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that had a drive spiel, but completely. Oh, it drove Childress up the wall. Childress that's up what the I've wall. said. They dispatched a member of the training staff mm-hmm. to start taking notes. Mm-hmm. Because Brett so would give us so much. Put him on, then they had to put him on the list, frankly. Well, yeah. yeah. Or at least be aware of the fact that we <laughs> that everyone else knew what the injuries were. Yeah, he was uh, he was definitely a gift from God, that's for sure. What a what a beauty. But uh Kirk is uh Kirk's gonna try. I don't know. What uh 
the Vikings. Uh, so what's what's our theory now on Rudolph? Did did he take short money? What happened? Well, I think the Vikings. What did, now is that second year guaranteed? I get only gets only, injury, injury, so, so it's so not. No, it's not. So he only got. He basically got an extra million and a half or something. Yes. Yeah, he got some guaranteed. He got some. Yeah, his contract for nineteen wasn't guaranteed, and now he's got the guaranteed money into nineteen. But it's not. I mean, yes, it's not a four-year deal. That's ridiculous. So he, they could have this year if he cut him if with no penalty if he didn't get hurt. But if he got hurt, they would have had to pay him. Well, he would have had to get hurt on there. But if he had, if they, if they had decided right now to cut him with the old contract, they would have been out. They would have escaped all penalty. I got news for him. This was his big chance. He's not getting another chance. Who's that? Hit the market, Rudolph, and, oh. and get rich. And nope. get rich because did you see New England? Once he signed here, just signed some tight end or mm-hmm. brought in some tight end. They were waiting for him, don't you think? I think they probably I think, see, had that in the back of their minds. Yeah, but he did. You know what? He didn't. He doesn't want to. He's not going to leave. He's not going to leave. Yeah, he wants to stay here. He got and some guaranteed money. They knew that. Yes. They, uh, they called now, the bluff. So here's what I'd love to know. What was the initial offer he turned down? It must have been so bad. Because well, there was an initial offer. So it must have been just take a $3 million cut and we aren't going to guarantee you any money. That's what I... It to had to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Something made him so, say but no. But because they make it a four-year deal, they can just prorate the they can spread out the nine yes. and then all of a sudden they got four million dollars in camp room right yes so they uh you know once again brzezinski for uh for uh not i was gonna say all his issues certainly uh certainly can perform some magic that's for sure no he's the smartest guy in, in that building without mm-hmm. question he's the one guy but you know pat doesn't have a sense of humor though when they're losing 41 donut and you're making fun of them doesn't he? Do you remember the Do you remember the Dolphins game in 06? He got he's got a tendency to get a little thin skinned when everybody's hooting and hollering in front of him in the press. Do you box. remember the game? Uh, Even Kevin Seifert making fun of him. Do you remember the game and in Miami at at what is it? Joe Robbie, it was, but anyway, it's been a thousand different things. Where we were in the baseball, sort of a baseball press box, and it was you, me, and Seifert, Kevin Warren, Spielman, yeah. and Brzezinski right behind us, and you started on and with these guys suck, <laughs> they're awful, <laughs> and Seifert's trying to kick you below the table. Oh, I've had worse moments. I've had worse moments for that. The uh, all timer was Mace. Goes out to Cal Berkeley his last year. And they had Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson and uh, uh, Javad Best and uh, a couple other guys. I mean, they were unbelievable. How much Tedford was doing to get that crew, I have no idea. But what I remember about that game is the guy would, you know, they'd give the ball to somebody and he'd start running around right end. And if he was only going to make seven or eight yards... He'd turn around and run back the other way and go 30. You know, I mean, it was a track meet. And they got their ass kicked, and Mace was mad that they were on the schedule. You know, he tried to, he came in here and dumbed down the schedule to unbelievable proportions. They were the first Power 5 team he had played, I think, in a non-conference game. And uh, and it was, his, you know, it was, turned out to be his last year. Mm-hmm. But... And now we're waiting. They they got a little crummy little tent outside their old beat up locker room. Can't get in the locker room. And I'm now we're here twenty five minutes. Still no mason. 
I start casting aspersions on the head coach with numerous adjectives thrown in. Numerous adjectives. And I think it was Chip. I think it was Chip was the beat guy. Maybe Craig. I can't remember. But they're looking at me with these big wide eyes trying to tell me something. And uh, I keep babbling, you know, because I don't pay any attention. Mace's wife and daughter are standing like four feet behind me. Whoops. Or maybe not whoops. Well, well, whoops to a certain degree. So, yeah, that was uh, so. That's worse than you know. Yeah, than offending than offending Vikings executives. Hey, you know, it's also not your fault that they put them right behind us. Now, no, we don't work true. with them. Not, you know, you're not supposed to be in the press box. Go in your own suite. Get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. So you were asking me about the uh, the Fold of Giants and the Ricey Brothers. Yes. Somebody sent out a tweet of the uh, Twins Almanac guy who does a lot of good stuff. Or isn't it, wasn't it a Twins Almanac guy, I think? Sent out a picture that somewhere, one of these town ball books, there's a picture of the 1949 Fold of Giants. I'm three years old, so I don't know anything about them. But uh, but I know, I know I know the legend, but my father was the manager and the chief recruiter, and my brother was the bat boy, my older brother. And they sent out that picture of, uh, of the, so I retweeted it, because the old man had integrated Murray County. He'd brought in Earl Ashby. Yep. Uh, who was a had been a Triple A player, became a Triple A player, and Hilton Smith, the Kansas City Monarchs, pitched with Satchel Paige, but his arm was basically shot, so he was there that summer too, and he was brought in as the going to be the hot shot pitcher. But I when I went back, Hilton Smith was going into the Hall of Fame. He was one of the Negro Leaguers going in, and he was going in that last class of from the Negro Leagues, and he was going in, and the same year. Puck and Winnie were going in. So uh, it was, you know, great. But Hilton had died, but I met Hilton's family, and they remembered. But, uh, uh, you know, I looking back, I went down, and because Hilton was going in, I went through the old fold of free press, and it ended up, Hilton ended up playing first base and hitting, pitched once in a while, but he hit like 400. And Ashby, who was supposed to be the catcher, ended up being the star pitcher. In 1949, and then somebody pointed out that the old man had brought in Al Worthington in 1950, who's still alive, still married to my uh, first cousin, uh, second cousin, and from Folda. But uh, but then somebody, every time I do that and mention my dad, I, it actually all started when I mentioned that this is 46 years without my father on Father's right. Day. 
but you miss the yucks, you know, because he was the goofiest. I mean, he was, <laughs> as I, I, I say, look up bleep disturber in the dictionary, and he was there. So, uh, and and then somebody brought up the famous story. There was five brothers, right? Fritz, Wally, Carl, my dad. I, I guess there's four. But they owned Ricey Brothers Furniture Store and Ricey, then the funeral home. And then my dad got a license and he became the, he was out of the furniture store, but he was in the, he was the undertaker. Mm-hmm. He owned the funeral business. And, but much earlier, before I was ever around, there's a famous story there about a salesman who used to come to town, probably a furniture salesman, and he'd make his rounds and he was big buddies of the Ricey Brothers. And, one year they knew he was coming, and they they put I'm not sure which brother they put one of the brothers in the casket, and then you know Bill or whatever his name right. showed up, and they said, <laughs> "God, you, you picked a bad time to come, <laughs> Bill, because uh, you know Fritz died or something," and and so they went and showed Fritz, uh, showed him, gave him a brief glimpse of Fritz with the embalming makeup on in the casket and they were all sad and then like a month later when he made his next call fritz greeted him at the, <laughs> at the front door just to, just to come up with a, just to have a prayer you know you're in a small town you're in a small town you're waiting to, for somebody to come in and buy a couch so hey what are we gonna do let's get a cast because this was when the uh this was when the funeral home was on main street like Two doors down from where the furniture store was, so they they were able to yeah 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 yeah. Well, you want to go down? You can you know you can go down and visit him and say a prayer or something. And anyway, that that story was so a month lo- a month long build up. Yeah, well, basically, yeah, yeah, to, to, to get to the get guy the, back you know, there to... when he because they knew he'd come back and make another call, and <laughs> then they had Fritz greet him, and apparently, uh, but I'm sure that uh, I think part of the legend was they got the guy to buy a bunch of drinks across the street uh, at the bar in honor of <laughs> Fritz. You know? I, I don't know what it was, but I, I heard that story. You know that uh, you know pranks were part of their life. You know, right. as I've said about my old man. You know, you're a small town undertaker, so you get forty funerals a year is a good year. You know. That's that was our that was our goal forty. If we can get forty, we're in good shape, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, somebody dies, you pick them up, and you bomb them, mm-hmm. and then you wake them the next day, and then you bury them. Three times forty, hundred and twenty, which means he had two hundred and forty-five days to pull pranks poach wildlife <laughs> and and do other type of things you know there's 245 days yeah. a year to screw around so uh that's uh, basically what they did and uh, he was uh richard my father was by far the the number one character in the in the family although paulie was close fritz was a Fritz was a great guy, but uh, he still, you know, he died. He still had his first two nickels, and uh, and and Carl was a Carl was a uh, had been a World War One guy, oh, and uh, okay. you know was uh, he was a he was sort of the stoic of the family. But uh, anyway, those were the Racy brothers, and uh, and they had a couple of sisters too. So I just love the greeting. The yeah, four guy. hey, how you doing? What's going ah, on? You died. No, no. 
Unchained. What are you unchained about? Oh, what am I unchained about? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. That uh, it's got to be something that's got me worked up. Well, the whole I got the home run rant that we did on the video was rant. pretty Yeah, we got solid. that. We won't repeat that home run rant. I'm way down on home runs and three-point shots. And uh, I guess uh, here's I don't I don't want to say this is unchained, but for you know when the Timberwolves had you know they made the Butler trade and 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 the the critics at the time were saying. Well, you know, you got to keep building because San Francisco, the Golden State's going to win the next five championships. You can't beat Golden State. And my theory on that all was, yes, unless somebody gets hurt. You know, because in basketball, somebody getting hurt mm-hmm. is more important than in any other sport, right? So if you've got three superstars and one of them gets hurt, now, I'm not saying that the Timberwolves were in position to win a championship, but this idea that, you know, a lot of people saying, what the hell is Toronto doing? They can't win with Kawhi Leonard. Well, somebody got hurt. Don't, you know, the, the you know what's going to, as I say about sports, you know what's going to happen unless it doesn't. And you knew that Golden State was going to win another championship, and then... Durant got hurt, and then Durant comes back, and now you say, now they're going to win, except Durant doesn't last a half. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, injured, and you advance. I mean, Houston this year, if the Timberwolves are having a good year and and done a little better management, that Houston team was beatable this year, if you'd have run into them. So, anyway... Keep trying. That's my theory. Don't give Keep up. Keep trying. Don't. Uh, that does not go along with the Zolgad theory of tanking. You know. Oh no, you are Mister Tank. You are. You know, uh, I like to tank. You love to tank. Giants, Orioles, who should be tanking? Mariners. Right? They're fact, all doing it perfect. In fact, if the Twins have a Twins have a bad road trip, Just you'll say, tear it up, tear it up, rip it up. Dale, trade Polanco. Value's never trade, been higher. Yes. <laughs> Polanco and Kepler, they got reasonable contracts. <laughs> there's really value here. And boy, there's some good 19 year olds down there who may or not be able to. Royce Lewis for uh, Mad Bomb, I'd do it. Would you really? Yep. See, you, your Royce Lewis theory is very different from most. I, I think you have less faith in him. Terrific athlete. Uh, and the, the storyline is he's going to be fantastic. Be, uh, yeah, except. Uh, I don't think you're going to need to do that. Though. I don't think he is. No, I don't either. The only thing is, the tr- trading has begun. Yeah, there will be. Teams try to do it a little earlier than they Yeah, used. this is not going. Uh, you. I tell you what. Our though, best not to wait until July 31st. I'd like July to be 31st. a non contender with about two good guys in my bullpen. You can get a. Oh, bullpen is going to be. Uh, You're right. That's going to be where you pay the price. That's for sure. All right, sir. We're done for this week. All right. Very calm. Very calm. Uh, Racy unchanged. This view was worth a hike, right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Colaguard is non-invasive and it's used at home. 
It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.